Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. Eddie was telling me he was scrolling on his Instagram, and they recommended people for you to follow? Yeah, like once you go to your main feed or whatever, you go all the way down, and once you're caught up with everything, they start suggesting a bunch of people, but there are like three people that keep coming up over and over to follow, and I'm like, I don't I don't really want to follow them. I don't know them, really. <laughs> like, you know? I don't want to follow them. But they keep coming up. Are they people we know? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know who Drew Baldridge is? I've met him before. So, yes, okay. he's a country singer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then there's, a, I guess, another country singer named Kelsey Lamb. I don't really know her either. No, I don't, but it sounds pretty good. Hey, turn this up. Pretty good. I never, I haven't heard of her, but I'm, I wonder. Should I follow her? Well, I went to her Instagram. She's a Kelsey K E L S E Y Kelsey Lamb Music. I mean, I wouldn't follow her yet if you don't want to. I, I'm very precious with my follows. I don't follow that many yeah, people. Me too. Uh, who else do they tell you to follow? And then I have a David Nail who comes up pretty much every day, and I like David Nail. Seems like a cool dude, but I don't really know. I want to follow him. Oh, I follow his wife. Yeah, I like David Nail too. I, I guess mm-hmm. I just don't see him around enough to. Th- Remember to follow him. Yeah. Uh, I, pull, here, I pulled up mine now. Here are the people that they suggest that I follow that I don't. Uh, Morgan Wallen. Do you follow Morgan Wallen? Nope. But Bones, you like him. You should follow music. him. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you I do him. like Morgan a lot. Let me see if he follows me. Because sometimes the, the key will be if they follow me. <laughs> I'm not even going to act like I'm not like that. I'll be like, what? Let me see. Morgan <laughs> Wallen. Does not follow me, will not be followed back. <laughs> okay, that was easy. Next. Okay. I love Morgan Wallen, though. Uh, Morgan Wallen, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. All right, Brett, Brett <laughs> Young. He's 12 years old. But as long as the night ends with you, the yellow camp shooting me a text ain't coming home soon. As long as I can bet on you calling in the bed. I don't follow Brett Young. He doesn't follow me, so I'm not following <gasps> him back. I follow him. Does he follow me? Probably not. Um... I started following him years ago before he even had a song, though, because I met him. He does not follow you. We were doing a Haiti event (laughs) together. Literally, I was hosting it, and I was like, "What? who? Uh, Also, Young Buck, the rapper, says I should follow him. Okay. What if he's the one following me of all of them? (laughs) You know what? He's not. Okay. Uh, Finally, Lee Bryce. There's a rumor going round. I'm not following Lee Bryce regardless if he follows me or not. But uh, <laughs> Why? Why are you saying that? Dang, dude. That was harsh. What? I don't have a good good relationship with him. Oh. Okay. One of his freaking roadie dudes tried to fight me once. Yeah, I was there. And I was like, what's happening right now? It was well, a whole thing. But the roadie know. isn't him. Yeah, but it was still. If one of my people <laughs> were, were not, I would, I would handle it. Okay. Just didn't think that was cool, you know? Um, but okay. I guess I haven't. Has, <laughs> You're still holding on to that one, huh? I guess I am. Has he been in the studio since I haven't? I have I no don't idea. Know. I don't either. But let's breathe through that one. No, I just didn't think it was cool. I mean, I don't have anything bad. I, like, I'm not out <laughs> angry. I just, I'm like, I'm not following him. I don't have a good good deal with him. Okay. That's all. Cool. 
Uh, Tell you what, you follow him, I'll follow Drew Baldridge. No, you don't. Drew Baldridge is bassist and tried to fight you on stage in St. Louis once. <laughs> okay, bye. Kelsey Lamb. Well, yeah, she tried to fight me once. We were at a bar. <laughs> She's good though. We should follow up with this and see if she's any good and then bring her, maybe bring her in one day. <laughs> How funny would that be if Eddie suggested gets her on the show? Um, okay, there's that. What else did I have here? Do you want to play guest viral sound? Amy, see if you can guess this yeah. sound from a viral video. This guy got 500,000 views from a video on Facebook from a song performed on a household object. Okay? Do you know, you know Fly to the Bumblebee? Yeah. know this? Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows Fly to the Bumblebee. Okay. You don't know it, Eddie? I mean, I've heard it before, but I didn't think Amy would know it. <laughs> Eddie, you should know it's by Russian composer Rimsky. Aren't you big ah, composer yes. guy? Yes, Rims- like Rimsky, one of the best. Remember when yeah. Eddie cheated and he acted like he knew all the composers, <laughs> but he cheated? Cheat. Yes, I did he did. Not cheat. Yes, he did. He was trying to sound so cultured. Yeah, and then he looked them all up before he went on the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, here is his version. Amy, what's he playing it on? Here you go. Playing it on, you can keep it going. A manila envelope, a plastic Walmart sack, or a watering can. Oh man, I was gonna say a duck bowl, but that wasn't an option, so I'll go with the watering can. Watering can is it. There you go. That's impressive. There you go. That's all we have. Got a good show today. Enjoy it. Enjoy life. Peace out. That's all. Bye-bye. Bye. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Transmitting What's happening, guys? Morning, studio. Morning. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Uh, yesterday, I'm at the house. I'm looking out the window, and some guy is standing at the edge of my driveway waving at me. Random guy. Looks like he's about 60. He's got big glasses on, dark hair. And then like, first of all, how do you find out where he live? Second of all, we had a, like a stalkerish situation just happened. So a little bit, I was like, oh boy. But then he's smiling so big and waving. I think, do I know him? So I look out the window and I wave back. And then he gestures to me to come near him. And I go, what? So Caitlin's with me. She was, we made uh, turkey tacos last night. I say we, she. Mm, excellent. So I'm like, Caitlin, should I go out there and talk to that guy? I look at it again, and he gestures, come at me, come here. And I'm like, oh, because he doesn't drive in the driveway. He's at the edge of the driveway. And so I'm like, all right. So I open the door, I walk out there. I'm like, hey, can I help you? And he's like, hey, yeah, I'm here from the census. And I'm like, oh, and I'm still 15, 20 feet away from him. And I, was like, I haven't had the census kind of my house. Have you? No. Okay. And so. I was well, not like, this year, but before I have. I was like, what? Um, can I? Well, yeah, well, like, what can I do? And he goes, can you? Phil, is this the address? You know, can you help me and, and answer these questions about? And I'm like, okay, cool. And he goes, a lot of people won't come outside and, and help me. It's very nice you're coming outside to help me. And I was like, well, listen, if I didn't know who you were, I don't know that I would have. But I'm happy to help you now, because um, I just, first of all, I don't have some random person with COVID coming up to give me COVID. Yeah. You know? And second of all, I didn't know who it was. So I go out and he's like, okay. And he has uh, the Clorox wipes with them. And he says, can you fill out this all this on this phone? 
and he has a badge, and the back of the phone says census on it, and I'm like, let me look at your badge, okay? And so he wipes the phone down and hands me the phone, and it's all these questions. It's like, first and last name, who lives with you? Uh, how old are you? And I'm like, man, I'm giving this, this guy better be census because I'm giving him all my information. Yeah, because there are fraudulent census collectors, and they get all your info. You know that, right? We talk about him on the show. Yeah, but this guy had a badge. It was it was laminated. <laughs> he had a badge. <laughs> oh, it was laminated. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. If it wasn't laminated, I probably had a problem. And with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I did. I took like 15 minutes and hung out with them. And very nice guy. This is a little scary at first, but I'm hoping that was the census. If it wasn't, I'm in a bit of trouble. I hope so too. I thought I had heard somewhere that they were doing it all digitally. Which well, don't that get me scared seem, now that, that it wasn't the census. That does seem digital, though, because oh, yeah. he handed you the phone. He did. So maybe that's when I read that. Maybe that's what that meant. Someone shows up and it's entered digitally. But I just thought maybe they trusted you when you sent it in or they called and you said, yeah, well, two people, three I people. I answered all the questions. So Well, good for you. Thank you. We'll I, see what happens. I encourage everybody to fill out their census. Yeah, it's important. It is important. Yesterday, I tell you, we had Josh Turner perform and Randy Travis came and did a little bit on the end of Forever and Ever Amen. And we got so many nice comments about it. Teresa wrote, I was on my way to pick up my daughter from a friend's house. I got so into the show, I ended up passing the road and had to turn around. That was an amazing performance. Bonnie wrote, OMG, I just got major chill bumps hearing Randy sing Amen. My heart is full from Carrie Ann. Angela said, could anything be more perfect? Just on and on, on and on and on. And so... I thought we'd just play that performance again from yesterday to start the show. It's just oh, A plus. Yeah. For some reason, we can't put clips on the internet right now. This is a bad, This is a, a war we're in. I don't even know who we're fighting. It's a weird war. But Morgan, what's the latest on people being able to watch this stuff? Right now, we can't post anything. We might be able to get artists to post them, and then we can share them that way. But the whole problem is copyright again. We're just back to that battle of we don't. It's like the songwriters have to approve it. All the people that have to approve it. That's a whole bunch of people that we can't get to approve the performance. Well, it looks like just Eddie and I are going to do Reggie and Eddie's performances <laughs> every day because we can clear those. <laughs> All right. So we, we can't see it yet. Not yet, but we're working on a different avenue to be able to let people see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to play it for you now. You are in luck, my friends. Uh, Josh Turner with Randy Travis. Josh Turner has a new record coming out in, in, uh, on the 21st, I think. It's all covers. One of them is this song here, but he performed yesterday on the show, and Randy Travis is sitting in here with him, and uh, you can enjoy this now as we start Wednesday's show. A lot of you guys ask for advice. We open up the mailbag to give you just that. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby. I recently moved in with my girlfriend and moved all my stuff into a storage unit And we're going to save some things that we can both use. Now, she asked me to move into the storage unit for at least a year, quote, just in case things didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) I was totally open to this idea at first and even thought it was a smart play. But now I've been thinking about it. And suddenly I'm wondering, is this a red flag? Is she telling me she's not really sure if she wants to be with me? Is she playing it safe so she can kick me to the curb? Or am I overthinking it? Brad. Well, first, I'll say you're overthinking it. I I would just say you're overthinking it. She may have been saying that for him not to freak out more than her, too. You can't all... She could say, hey, just in case it doesn't work out. She could have been saying that for him, not just for her. So I wouldn't draw any significant conclusions from that. And who knows? It may not work out. If you both agreed, hey, we're going to see if this works out, give it a trial, we're going to live in together. 
So I would say not to freak out yet. It's not a red flag. If she's in a year, if she's going, hey, we're going to leave your stuff over there because who knows what's going to happen next, then it's probably a red flag. Those are my thoughts. Amy? Yeah, I think she's just looking out for you too and keeping hold of your things. Although my therapist has been talking to me a lot about red flags lately, not necessarily in a relationship, but just sometimes in life, things we do or something that's said to us that might be like, huh. Maybe I do need to look a little further into that. And if it really is a concern, then you need to communicate that to her. Ooh, mm. communication. That's tough. I know. But if it's something you can't let go, just say, hey, um, and try to use, when you do bring it up, use I language instead of you. Like you, when you said this, da-da-da-da, just say, hey, you know, I know we talked about this the other day and I started to think think this or I started to feel this way after we talked about it but avoid for for her to not get on the defense oh I should work on that I go right to the you 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 no I'm really working on eye language mm. yeah. well Brad here's what we say collectively you're fine if it's bothering you that much say something to her but this is not a sign of disaster yeah we agree with that yeah because really it she could have meant nothing by yes. it other than protecting, right. but you have created a possible story in your head that's taking you the other direction. The stories in our head are the ones that gets us because mm-hmm. they're normally not right. Yeah. All right, if you want advice, you can hit us up. Morgan, what's the mailbag address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, close it up. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. I got a note from Raymundo, our audio producer, last night. He goes, hey, I have a bunch of awkward questions for the show that people are asking me to ask you guys. So I thought we'd do that here. Raymundo, how's it going, bud? Going good. How's the wedding going? Uh, as good as it can be, I guess. Still happening in October? Yeah, there's really no progress, though. Right now, it's kind of a holding pattern. We're not... She got her dress in, but she's not super excited because who's really going to see her in it? Mm. The list keeps dwindling. So there's, it's just stuff like that. It, it would probably be more excitement if it wasn't COVID times, but you just got to roll with it. Are there any questions about your wedding in this awkward question list? No, because okay. there's no updates. How many questions are there? I got eight if we want to go that deep. All right, go ahead. All right, I got the uh, press conference here. Yeah. Uh, does Caitlin have stuff in both places? So if you guys break up, she's going to have to go to Arkansas and get some of her stuff. Okay, first of all, we're not going to break up. Second of all, no. We have a cabin in Arkansas that just has furniture, basically. We just pack our own stuff and take it. I think we bought some, we went to Walmart and bought some t-shirts and socks and stuff to leave there. But first, we're not breaking up. So that's not, it's not like the mailbag that happened a minute ago. We're in. We're in. We're going. So I know the answer is no. What's next? Uh, Yeah. What gift has Eddie given Morgan number two for doing his job for a month? That's a great question. Eddie's had coronavirus. He's at home right now on microphone. Eddie? Yeah, that's a great question. And I've actually thought about it. Like, I have to get her something because she's really come up clutch in covering, you know, what my job and and doing the live switch in the videos. But I've I've sent her texts and telling her she's doing a great job. Thank you very much. Keep doing it. And I give her a little bit of advice here and there, too. So I haven't given her a gift yet. The gift of advice. uh, Just texts. Um, Eddie, are you still getting paid fully? Yeah, I think. <laughs> what? How much I mean, sick leave do people have? Uh, apparently, Eddie has a whole year. Oh. He's going to, all 2020 is sick leave for Eddie because he got coronavirus. But Morgan's doing two jobs. I just wondered if they were cutting some of Eddie's check off and giving it to Morgan. Morgan, any 
No? That's No, that's not <laughs> happening. I mean, just, you know, just, just doing, doing two, two jobs, jobs over here. <laughs> Eddie, do you feel guilty that you can't come to work? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I got sick, and there's really nothing I can do about it. If I could, I would be there right now, Bones. Like, I would do anything to be there. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel guilty, though, that everyone's like, don't go to Florida on vacation <laughs> because coronavirus is at super high levels in Florida, and you did anyway, and you came back with coronavirus, and now you can't come in, and Morgan's having to do double your work? No, okay. I don't feel guilty because you could get the virus anyway. Well, you could, but you got mm-hmm. it in Florida. <laughs> And says you. There's no proof of that. Uh, Raymundo, what's the next question? Uh, yeah, so have we seen the last Raging Idiot show with COVID and you now doing Nat Geo TV? Ooh. Do you think you guys will ever perform live again? I don't know. We may be in retirement. I don't know. We'll see. COVID wow. shut a lot of things down. I don't know. Give me another one. Uh, yeah, since uh, Bobby and you and Amy talk about living close to each other, who copied who on the house location? I think I had my place first. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's we close. Actually, it's close, though. We, I was looking at a house on the same road as you. But, but so, me. Amy copied me. So, but then... <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> the- These are all pretty dumb, Ray. We thought they were. What else you got? We got a couple more. Uh, the tornado took Lunchbox's fence over five months ago. It knocked it down. Just curious, since Lunchbox procrastinates, has he fixed it yet, or is it still on the ground? Uh, no, my neighbor uh, fixed it, and he was nice enough to stain both sides. So he stained his wow. side, and then he wanted to stain it, and he texted me. He's like, "Hey, can I come over? Yeah, go ahead, dude." So he stained my side of the fence. Thanks, neighbor. How many more you got here, Ray? I got one more Go if ahead. you want it. Okay. Uh, there is pictures floating around on the internet of Steve, our produce, executive producer Steve, without a beard. And so I'm just curious with Steve, does he think he's the most attractive guy on the show if he was to shave his beard? So you want Steve's answer? Yeah, I want to know his. I've, I haven't seen these pictures, but I've just heard rumors that he's actually really good looking. Scuba Steve, are you the most attractive guy on the show? So right now I hear that from Ray that I'm not attractive because I'm actually attractive without the beard. So I, mean, I think I'm, I don't, it's a weird question for me to answer personally because I don't, I don't think of myself being good looking. Um, but I'd have to ask you guys what you would think. No, no, no. He photos. asked you, Scuba Steve, do you think you're the most attractive guy on the show? I think I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty good looking compared to some, a few of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who, yeah who, who, who? Who do you think? It's so? a good question. <laughs> <laughs> they, they want you to. How many guys? There's uh, me, Lunchbox, Mike D, Raymundo, Scuba Steve, Eddie. Okay, there's six guys. Scuba Steve, go ahead. <laughs> want me to rank the guys? Rank them from um, bottom to top. Yeah, oh, including boy. yourself, right? Oh, boy. All right. The uh, this is really mean. <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll just say the top three guys. I'll leave it at that. Top three guys I think are probably Ray, yeah! myself, and Bobby. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I'm glad the dude doesn't find me attractive. Lunchbox is a close second or third. But Lunchbox can't see attraction in guys. Is that the order you put it into? Ray, then you, then me? Um, uh, sh- yeah, let's let's do that. Yeah. yeah. No, wait, who would be dead last, though? Wait, Ray, you were Eddie. third. Oh. <laughs> that's just because I'm not in the room. I get it. Just kidding. All right. He's not kidding. <laughs> Why do we do this sometimes? That was well. Ray did say it was an awkward question. I do think I think that Ray's the best looking guy on the show. I think yeah. what hurts him is his height to women, right? <laughs> and that's what's hurt him for. I mean, I think that's keeping him from being a model. He tried to model, right, Ray? I did. Yeah, I didn't. Because he's good looking enough to be. 
Yes, he has very the face, so. the chisel. Like a Zoolander. Yeah. But he probably just didn't have enough of, enough height. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But I do think but Ray, that, Ray's that's the best why guy he got jobs for laying down. <laughs> right? What? What? what do you mean laying down? That <laughs> sounds really wrong? bad. <laughs> no. Not like not like That's that. why he was a male prostitute. <laughs> All right. No. He did underwear. I think he went to that guy's basement. But those never bed. came out. The guy tricked him to take pictures. <laughs> Okay. Those real pictures. But I'm saying they were horizontal, not vertical. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Dan and Shay have announced the new 2021 dates for their headlining arena tour. The 31 dates will kick off in September 2021 in North Carolina and wrap in December. Matt Ramsey shared the reason Old Dominion put out a meow mix of their self-titled album. He said that their label has always asked them to do different versions of songs, so they decided to do a meow one as a joke, and it snowballed from there. Here's a clip. Brothers Osborne is hosting a live stream concert on August 21st. You can watch it on their YouTube channel. It's totally free, but fans are encouraged to donate to the ACM's Lifting Lives COVID-19 Relief Fund. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A community came together to help two nurses and their family after their southwest Miami-Dade, Florida home was destroyed in a fire. Aileen and Ryan Apathy are both nurses on the front lines at Mercy Hospital. Last week, they lost everything when their house caught on fire. They weren't home. Their kids weren't home, luckily, during the fire. But when a 16-year-old, Stephen Ferrero, saw the family story on the news, he was like, oh, man, let me jump in. He has a nonprofit. Again, he's 16. It's called Helping Others and Giving Hope. Through this, he connected with a local residential developer, basically pulled in all the parts, and now they have secured enough donations to enable the family to stay an additional three months in this apartment, no rent, as they kind of get their place back up. Just kid, watch kid. By the way, it's a kid, and then just watching the news. Isn't that crazy? It is. Go for that kid. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from South Korea. A guy was playing a video game live, and he was like, hey, guys, if I lose, I'll set my crotch on fire for five seconds. Oh, no. Is is this Eddie? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think about. When you guys play, like, oh, make a dumb bet. Well, the guy lost, and he set his crotch on fire. Country is he from? South Korea, <laughs> and he ended up with second degree burns. Oh my! I was thinking it may have been Andrew, the guy we play with from Wichita, our, our basketball friend. Your it wasn't boy. Him. I wanted to hear, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew's headed back. To, in case you're worried about Andrew, Amy, Andrew is our 19 year old buddy we met on Twitter. Because mm-hmm. I was up one night, me, Eddie, and some other buddies were playing NBA 2K. I said, "Hey, I need a player." He jumped on. We've played probably 15 times. And we, so put, we put our headsets on, talk about life. And it's like all of us, and we're adults, and Andrew's 19. He's going into his <laughs> sophomore year at the University of Kansas, about to move back to Lawrence. He has a little apartment off campus, doesn't live in the dorms. But his brother's one year younger than he is. But just living it up. When are y'all going to hang out? We do hang out all <laughs> know, the time, don't we, gonna, Eddie? When are you going to make it official? Yeah, I played with Andrew last night. See? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Without Bobby? 
Yeah. Without Ooh, a now he's part of the group. Like we don't have to. Yes. I don't have to be on. Yeah, he's just part of the group now. Wow. Who got him in the group? Me. Because oh. I've tweeted out, "Hey, who wants to play?" And he was the first one to hit me back. And so then we started. Um, he got on headset with us, and now he's one of. Or I only have like five friends on PlayStation. And he's one of them. Cool. All right, there's your Andrew update. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> So I'll play you a clip of a country artist singing, Amy. This is before they were famous. So all you have to do is try to identify the artist. Now, some of these are going to be kids that are adults now. Okay. But see if you can name them. Here is a very easy example. Here's number one. Baby, lock them doors and turn the lights down low. Put some music on it soft and slow. Okay. Who's that? Is it Scotty? Yeah, Scotty okay. McCurry. This is it. This is now. This okay, is see how many you can name. I got five of them here. This is from an audition in 2016, so roughly four years ago. Can you name this artist who's famous now who wasn't famous then? And out of the doubt that fills my mind, find you and Country artist? Uh-huh. Singing Howie Day Collide. But listen to his voice. Is that from a TV show? What is that? It's from the, this artist was on The Voice? I had no idea he was on The Voice. I need more. I mean, it's, you're just going to hear the same thing. Jimmy Allen? Mm-hmm. Morgan Wallen. Okay. I, okay. Shoot. He was in my head. I didn't say it. But that means nothing now. Okay, see if you can name this one. This was from a performance... On a reality show in 2003. Uh, now she's super famous. Can you name this artist? The sun's going down on my Another day gone by with broken dreams. Who's that? Miranda Lambert. Is that from National Star? Yeah. I love okay. this song still so much. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it was. About I, it. I always liked it, but I, ne- I was never like totally. Oh, vibing even right it. now, I'm like, we have to stop playing it. Yeah. I just want to be in my car, roll my windows down, and just. Okay, this is from an audition in 2011. You never look so good as you did last night underneath the city lights. I think this person at this point is 16 years old. 2011? Mm-hmm. 16. About 16 years old. Play one more time. Walking with your friend, laughing at the moon. I swear you okay, looked right. Is that Marin? It's Lauren Elena. Maybe that's when life starts getting good. American Idol 2011 audition. Okay. We're going to check this one out. This is a YouTube cover posted in 2011. It's this artist doing a cover of Luke Bryan, I Don't Want This Night to End, a very famous male artist. Can you name who's doing this YouTube song before they were famous? Girl, I know I don't know you, but you're pretty little some blue are pulling me in, like the moon holding your skin. Now I'm so glad you trusted me to slide up on this dusty scene and let your hair down. Get out of town. Got the stars coming out. No, I think you can get it. What, no, I ha- I've had it. Yeah. But what year? 
I'm assuming around 12. Is it Casey Musgraves? No. Uh, um, 12? 12 or 13? Yeah, 12 or 13. Yeah. This artist is now 30 years old. She's 30. Is it Carly Pierce? Mm, it's Marin Morris. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Will you play that kid version of Marin again? Catch me before I hit the ground. That's a tough one because they're kids, their voice has yeah. developed. Hey, Eddie, I have one for you. Okay, it's a harder All one. Right, come on. So here's a hard one. Uh, it's from Star Search. Remember that show? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Ed Sullivan, it. was he the host? No, Ed McMahon. Um, oh, that's it, my bad. <laughs> I'm going to play a clip of it, then I'll give you another hint. Here's the first one. He may name it. Just from the clip, Eddie, can you name that? Is he a current artist? Uh, yeah, I would say sure. Yes, I would say yeah. I mean, he's alive. Because <laughs> that sounds like Sawyer Brown. It is Sawyer Brown. Nice job. All right. <laughs> 1983. I never said it was a person or a group, but it's a group. They landed nice. their first number one just two years after appearing on Star Search. Nice job, Eddie. Thank you, man. With Ed Sullivan, not... Uh, no, no, Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Montana on Friday after the show to shoot my first episode of my National Geographic show. And so they were like, hey, you need to wear boots. And they gave me options. Some were kind of cowboy boot hybrid. Some were just straight hiking boots. This is what I chose. And I'm wearing them today because I got to break them in. I have to wear them for three days. Let me see if I can lift my leg up here. Oh. They're super tall. Still have the tags on the bottom. <laughs> are they still on there? Well, they're yeah. new. I'm just breaking them in. Uh, so these are crazy work hiking. Yeah, those are work hiking boots. Those are pretty. Do you know how much they cost? I didn't pay look, for them. Look, you're going How much the do you think these cost? I didn't pay a dime. Thank, thank you, Nat Geo, for buying me the best equipment so I don't die. $200? $400. What? These boots, unbelievable. Wow. Only the best, though. So thank you, Nat Geo. I definitely wasn't going to pay. I was just going to wear some Air Force One, some Nikes, and have at Call it. Call it a day. Yeah. yeah. But so I'm wearing them, getting ready for a big trip. I'm not going to talk about every episode. I might tell you guys where I'm going, but right now I'm just very excited. I've been trying to get my own show for freaking 10 years and finally have it, and we leave on Friday. I got a COVID test yesterday. Negatory, which is great. Got to get another one today. They're making me test because I can't have the virus and be in the bubble. Right. But heading up, going to do some ranching and hiking, and they're not telling me some of the stuff I'm doing. I told them, I said, you don't have to tell me everything. Yeah. But 
just trying to get back alive, you know? I know Caitlin's a little bit scared for you at times. For this one, not so much. But other things you might venture out Like the do. one that's like painting the top of the Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah. She's obviously nervous about that, but so am I. We're trying so hard to get a shark one still. Mm. Where I'm down with sharks. That's the one I want to do the most because I'm definitely scared of it, but I've never even been close to sharks. Now, I've been on high, I hate heights. I've done it. I don't want to do that one. I will because I think it'll be a good show, but the shark one, I really want to do. We don't have one yet. I like her cute little saying for the show. She wants you to break records, not bones. Mm-hmm. Break ratings. Okay, ratings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ratings record. I was reading about this hiker, speaking of hiking, who fell 70 feet and got stuck in a canyon for 24 hours. Guy in Arizona, he said, I'm lucky. An Arizona man is lucky to be alive after he fell close to 70 feet while hiking a trail solo and became stranded in the canyon for an entire day. Here's the thing. If he was actually lucky, he would have never fell. He's fortunate that he lived, but if he was really lucky, he would have just like slipped and grabbed himself real quick and been like, "Woo, avoided that. But good for this guy. He, This is what happened with him because he was still hurt. Skull fracture, orbital fracture with ah. his eyes, broken ankle, broken nose, multiple cuts, bruises from the fall. This does not sound like someone who's lucky. This How is, did they find him, you say? Um, They rescued him the next day. A okay. family of hikers discovered and rescued him the next day. You know when they walked, if he was able to hear and he was... Conscious, that's the, oh, it's oh. one of those feelings. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That sounds awful. It sounds like bad luck to me. Horrible, yeah. but the, like I'm thinking, on the bright side, he didn't have to saw off a limb. Yeah, get that movie? Yeah. Yeah, those people that hike, like, good for you guys. It's not for me. You my friend hiking boots that you have on I know, right now. <laughs> that's why they have me doing a show about it. My friend Scotty lives in Colorado Springs, goes hiking all the time, loves it, and just sends pictures of him out hiking by himself for two days sometimes and moose and the whole thing. Um, and Colorado's awesome, but it's just so awesome. it's not for me. I like Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's nice to just mm-hmm. detach from that for a little bit. There was a guy in Colorado, speaking of Colorado, who escaped from a prison in 1974 and he was found living under an alias in a small town in northern New Mexico. Um, a cop that he shot decades ago helped track him down. The guy's 77 years old. He was arrested, and he'd been living under a fake name for 40 years. If I was this guy, I would be scared to death every single day. I'd be the worst criminal because I'd always be like, oh, I'd be so paranoid all the time. Yeah, I mean, there's something that's missing from people, I think, that like they don't ha- that doesn't register in them. Like a certain thing in their brain doesn't maybe make them feel that scared. And maybe he is scared, but I know there's emotion missing. Remember that Bear Brooks podcast you told me about? Bear Brook, the uh, serial killer, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm almost kind of done with that. That made me think of it. Just like a guy living out that committed crime decades ago, but living under false names that has been arrested before, but they used to not have fingerprints in a database. I don't know. It's crazy. I'll give you one other story. Speaking of crazy, Smash Mouth played to all the bikers. At the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. So they were the band that would agree to go play even though coronavirus is happening. And so here's a clip someone posted to Twitter. We had to bleep it. But here is Steve, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, talking about COVID as they're playing. We're all crazy, you know? And now we're all together in China. Yeah, that's what he said. What? Had to make it go away. Cuss at it. How does that? So this is a different bike rally. I, this is the thing I read though when I read this story. How disappointed are these ra- these bikers in Sturgis that of all the acts they have to get Smash Mouth? I'd rather have the ZZ Top cover band play another set. Yeah, 
But the, so it's two different bike rallies? The no, it's the, it's the same one. But they have multiple performances? Multiple nights. How long is this rally? It's a whole like week, three, four days, I think. Okay. What do you think about that? I just hope everybody is okay. Yeah, I bet you they're not. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for letting us be your friends. You guys can call us anytime, 877-77-BOBBY. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. I was reading your first book, Bare Bones, and I read that two people were late after the meeting, and I just wanted to know who those two people were in the show. My best are Amy and producer Eddie. It's been four or five years now at this point, but I wrote my first book, kind of the story of my life and how I grew up and how I got here. And in that, I talk about what made me. And it wasn't talent. It was discipline and getting places on time every time. And what's the rule in this room? Don't be late. And if you are one minute late, what happens? You're sent home. Right. But if you're 30 seconds late, what happens? You get a spanking. No, you're sent home, too. (laughs) (laughs) The point is you're just sent home if you're late. No, because if it's 30 seconds, it's hard to tell. because if it's that next minute. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, we had this big meeting. I'm like, okay, no more being late. Anyway, if you're late, you're not late. You're not hurting you. You're hurting everybody else because they see you as someone who's not respecting their time. Like, they have to get here early, but you don't. We have this whole meeting. And yes, Amy and Eddie were the two that it I was me It was too? both of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, they you had put to, that in your book? I didn't say your names. I know, but I don't even remember that part. I probably blocked it out. <laughs> don't you? Eddie, I know you remember. I had to be like, all right, dude. Got to go home. Uh, I was probably late about three times after that meeting, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, there, there was a part where it was scary. I was just like, dang, man, I really cannot be late anymore. He gets so upset when I'm late. Yeah. I mean, I remember the time I wasn't going to make it. And I said, just stay home. I didn't even get here. I, was I like, know. She called. She goes, I'll be late. What do we do? I was like, just stay home. <laughs> so I turned around. I said, and you're not just hurting yourself. You're hurting everybody else in the room. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, glad that was so much. But many I'm years telling ago. you, there has been a culture it's shift. Years was, ago. Yeah. Years. Nobody's late here ever. Unless something really is wrong, and then that's okay to be late. Culture shift, it, I mean, it's bled into my life. Like, I do that at home now. I tell my wife to be on time everywhere we go. It's like, it's part of my life now, thanks to you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Suck up. All right. Uh, oh, you're like that too now. What? Yeah. Okay, Nuh-uh. what's that? Sometimes when I'm hanging out with your girlfriend, we are late on purpose. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So this woman in Michigan turned 103 years old, and you know what she did to celebrate? Skydive? <laughs> she got her first tattoo. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I haven't heard of that one. I've heard of people turning 100 and, and like jumping out of a plane. Yeah. What was the tattoo of? A small frog on her arm. Well, the good news is it won't stretch out anymore. Yeah, it, 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 that's exactly how it's going to look. Good point. Uh, the tattoo artist said she took it like a champ. He didn't even see her wince. Not even once. I'm looking at the, the picture of it here. Can you imagine? I wonder if that left a liver spot on her. Listen. She, My grandma had liver spots like crazy. Oh, yeah, mine too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have a feeling I see one on my hand that might eventually be something when I'm older. Are they genetic? I think so. Yeah, they must be. Because some people skin, like, I think olive skin people are so lucky, they don't get them. Uh, I have the seed tick bites all over me still. I have like 30. Hot. It is disgusting. <laughs> I know. It's disgusting. That's what my husband is a mess right now, too. He has, I don't know what he got into poison oak, poison ivy. I don't, it's everywhere. Every night before bed, he's lathering up with calamine lotion. It's stink. Itching stinks. <laughs> yeah. I was scratching the other night, and I was like, oh, something's crawling all over me. And Kaylin goes, no, it's not crawling all over you. Those are just the bites. And I said, no, something's crawling over me. And she goes, remember the last time you thought something was crawling all over you? And I was like, yeah. She goes, you were just sunburned. 
Because mm-hmm. I woke up one, I was like, something's crawling over my shoulders. Like, I'm four. She's like, no, you're sunburned. She has to like walk me through things like my mommy sometimes. You just need aloe. Yeah, yeah. Now, what else? <laughs> so Morgan Wallen says that now that he's a father, he's trying to be more responsible. He opened up about his baby boy for the first time in a recent interview. And he added that his new album will be more mature because of it. I love Morgan Wallen. Me too. He's so young, too. He's like 24, right? He's 27. Oh, is he? Oh, he got a little older since that baby. <laughs> yeah. He's got three years older since I he had that baby. He wow. He was younger, too. <laughs> I thought he was younger than yeah. that. Yeah, and then I didn't know the relationship of him and the the, the mom of the baby. I've <laughs> not gonna... talked about this because there was some drama. You talk first. Well, it says here that she was his ex fiance. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I had ha- thought it was like he didn't even know the girl. <laughs> This is what had happened on my end. Okay. And, and I think since that's out, it's okay for me to share. And I would never say something out of place because I'm in a weird position of a lot of these artists are my friends as well as I talk about them. Right. Um, with Morgan, he was coming on after that bar fight. We called Morgan Wallen. Right. And I was like, hey, man, I want to talk to you about this. This You getting arrested. And he's like, all right. He goes, I trust you. You know, that's good. Let's do it. And we had a great conversation about it. But his label call was like, hey, don't ask him about that baby. And I was like, first of all, don't tell me what to ask. Second of all, what baby? So, <laughs> I didn't even know about the baby. So I didn't know anything about it. And so, but then Mike D told me that on her Instagram story, she was writing messages like, hey, this is your baby. That kind of stuff. Right, oh. Mike D? Yeah. yeah. And so then. That's why I guess I, I had heard that part. And that's why I assumed maybe he didn't really know her that well because she was using Instagram to send him messages. <laughs> But it was his ex-fiance. That's what it says. That's what it says. I didn't know that part. Yeah. But let me tell you, I love that guy. He is cousins with one of my good... He's first cousins with one of my good friends. Matt Jones, who does Kentucky Sports Radio. Matt Jones? Yeah, not Mike Jones. He's from Houston. (laughs) Matt Jones. All right, what else you got? So I got a question for you to round out the pile. If you could get $1 million, but in exchange, every traffic light you ever hit is red... Do you take the money? Of course I take the money. Yeah. That's not even a thinking thing. Well, it is a debate on Reddit right now. Well, Most- Reddit's dumb. Who's not going to take a million dollars to sit at traffic lights? I mean, I, listen, I come in so early, I don't even have traffic lights. Or I run them. That's so true. I admit to running them. but I don't run the-, the big ones. There's just like some on, on an almost right turn that we have that you can just look if there's nobody coming. You can go. Yeah. Or if I'm stuck waiting at it at four in the morning and Sometimes nobody's Sometimes I'll go backward, forward, backward, forward, backward, forward, backward, forward, backward, forward, and then it still attention. doesn't go. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there you have it. I guess you take the money. I thought that'd be more of a debate, but... No debate here. Give me the money. <laughs> Anybody that's debating, that has too much money. I guess you're right. All right. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. I love when kids are the inspiring ones, and there's this 15-year-old named Lorenzo, and he is carving U.S. flags in his garage to raise money for homeless veterans, medical workers, children with special needs. Again, he's only 15 years old, but he knows how to do woodwork. So he makes these wooden flags and they're actually really, really cool looking. And it's heroicflags.com. And he says that this is what gets him up in the morning. Oh, wow. Shout out heroicflags.com. <laughs> he's only 15. Yeah, when I was 15, I don't want to get up for any reason in the morning whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, nice. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> Let's get over to Amy now. She has our morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call a person who eats other people slowly? What do you call a person who eats other people slowly? A cannibal. 
<laughs> huh? That was the morning corny. I can't I nibble. I can't nibble? Cannibal, um, like nibble. I can nibble. That's okay. That's pretty funny. It is funny. Maybe I needed to see it written. It is. I sometimes can nibble. Yeah. That's the problem a lot of the time. Is it? Is it that is, the problem? I promise you, because I'm already laughing and then I say it out loud yeah. and y'all give me these looks like it doesn't make sense. I got a really new cool mask, by the way. It's got a bulldog on it. Oh. That had given me as a gift. It's a really nice mask and has a little bulldog and it looks like Stanley, my bulldog. Cute. Yeah. And. So I look at masks online now because I was talking to a doctor yesterday who was like one of the heads of infectious disease in the region, not just in the city, but in the region. You're chatting online? Um, we, I asked him a lot. He gave me his number as a resource to use for when I talk about coronavirus on the show. Cool. So if I'm just talking about something, it's usually because I had a conversation with him beforehand. Okay. And so he's in it right now as they're working to find a vaccine. They're, they're working with folks studying it. And I was asking him about masks and said, hey, what's up? He goes, oh, we'll be in masks for a whole, whole other year. Like, if you think there's going to be a vaccine this year, eh, eh, not really. <sighs> okay. He was like, and then it'll be, have to be a slow move next year. So we're going to be a mask for a whole other year. Like, this isn't going away. There's not going to be some vaccine hop around in November or December, then everybody's good. So because of that, I've been looking at masks online. Not That wasn't a bring down segment. That was just kind of a, you know, he knows. He's talking about how also it's it, it's been mutating a little bit too. Like one of those little, po- we'll say a poke from it. They break off sometimes, and when they regenerate, they re- regenerate stronger. Awesome. And I may not be repeating that exactly as he told me, but, but I was like like a, like a dummy. Like, is that like a starfish? You know, because they <laughs> lose and they regenerate. And he's like, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. It was that kind of thing. So uh, speaking of masks, that's what I was going to get to here. A jewelry company is working on this mask they're going to be selling. It's a gold diamond-encrusted face covering. It will cost you $1.5 million for this mask. I mean, nobody's, who's going to buy that? The 18 karat white gold mask will be decorated with 3,600 white and black diamonds and fitted with top rated N99 filters at the request of the buyer. Levy, owner of the Yavel company, said the buyer, oh, someone's already bought it. Wow. They just haven't made it yet. And they're going to wear it in public? They had two other demands that it be completed by the end of the year and that it would be the priciest in the world. Hmm. Some people just want to spend money. And they just want to be known as the person that spent the most money. There's this one shirt online that you can buy for $700. Did you see it? No. Except you don't really get it. They just put, they, they digitally put the shirt on you in a picture. It's not a real shirt. But you pay $700 for it and you get a picture back of you wearing it. Why would anybody do that? Exactly. But, but they think that people will because nobody's getting out anyway. And apparently other people can't. For some reason, they don't have access to put the shirt on. I don't know. Listen, Amy, I don't know. We're, are we, like, in the wrong business? It's I don't called understand. contactless fashion. <laughs> and before you laugh, because I would not do this, right? But I'm also not going to go, I'm not going to say people won't do this. But you have to remember, people are buying virtual stuff all the time. Oh, I, like, actually, I am laughing a little bit. But when I really think about it, and I think about the future, and people maybe not even leaving their houses and going to dinner with friends virtually or something, and they maybe want to put on their virtual shirt. I could see this being a thing, yeah. It's 700 bucks, and there's no way, and I did laugh, and it is stupid, but then <laughs> yeah. the part of me goes, everything's stupid until it becomes real. Yeah, like a lot of people- Facebook was absolutely insane until it happened. Yeah. Just to be able to text with someone on a computer, like a, a instant message, like AOL, my mind was blown when that happened. I was like, I can talk to somebody over the internet? Anyway.
$1.5 million for that mask. I mean, for speaking of masks, kind of felt like they were stupid in the beginning. And now I'm like, ooh, how many can I have? Which <laughs> one? Can I buy them? What do you mean? Any mask. Like in the beginning, I felt silly with a mask. And I felt like oh, this is not going to have to be a thing in the very, very beginning. And now I have my little collection of masks, make sure that I wash them, have them in my purse at all times. These two guys who were working as welders together, they split a lottery ticket and it hit for $4 million. And so one of the guys was like, he called the other guys like, hey, uh, we got to go to Raleigh. And the guy was like, we won the lottery? He goes, yeah. He said, I figured it was a thousand bucks or listen, maybe even 10,000 if it was super ridiculous, but they won $4 million together, like buddies. And so they got to choose the choice of taking the $4 million as an annuity of $200,000 over 20 years. So think about that. Okay. Okay. $200,000 a year for 20 years or a lump sum of $2.4 million. So they would each get $1.2 million after taxes was $849,000. What would you do? Uh, so you get more if you do it over the stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what if tomorrow never comes? I'm taking a lump sum. (laughs) So you're going to go after taxes, $849,000 one time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, probably me too, because I don't have the patience for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't have the patience to sit and wait. Uh, Lunchbox is a big lottery player. What would you do, Lunch? Man, you say it sounds great to get the $849,000, but I only had to wait four years, and I make just as much as I would have. Uh, you get you get some taxes taken out of that two hundred thousand though. Yeah, man, I, I'm taking the money right away. Really, I mean, because then you can buy a boat, you can buy a house, you can buy a Lambo, and make I don't think bu- you can buy all that. That'd be close. Like, what kind of house are you trying to buy? A mansion? You're not. You're not. For- I don't think you know how much things cost. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to buy a mansion. I just hit the lottery and you're going to tell me I can't buy a mansion and a Lambo and a boat? For, with $849,000, all three of those things you're not going to be able to buy. Not a mansion, a, uh, a boat, and a, a Lambo. Lambo. Yeah. Okay, so I'll get a mid-mansion, I'll get a Lambo and a boat. Like a half a mansion. You could probably work a nice home, a Lamborghini, and a boat. I think and then you're going to have to get a truck to... To pull the well, boat. Well, now we're now again. Now you're pushing See, it. See, because the Lambo, I don't think is going to be able to pull a boat. If Eddie and Lunchbox won the lottery together, do you think they would still come to work if they won eight hundred? And- <laughs> no. I think Lunchbox would quit, and then a couple years later realize he made a mistake. <laughs> I think Eddie would stay. What do you think? Oh man, if I listen, when you used to, I would probably say quit, but then I'd have to talk to some financial people and say I can't live off of that much money. But if I hit four million with no taxes taken out, and that's I got, but that's not a thing. I let's just so let's say you hit eight million. And oh, you I'm, get out. 4 million. I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. But you, four million, you can live off four million for the rest of your life. Uh, but we're, we're just playing this scenario. Eddie, are you in or out? <laughs> I'm in, but you know what I would do. I would definitely show up just as a flex because I'm rich. Yeah. I can c I'll come in I'll come in late once a week. <laughs> That's true. And make you all and, and then I would I would go to the air conditioner, I'd make it warmer in the studio. <laughs> You just harass but Why me. does your, why you winning the lottery, how does that give you control over Bobby? No, because you can't, he needs the job now, but when he's rich, you, you can't really, you can't really tell me to be here on time because I'm rich. Well, then he won't have a job. Right. No, Again, but it would still be fun and we would work. They'd both be gone, trust me. You think they'd both be out? Yes. Ray, what about you? Dude, I'm still coming into work. I mean, there's been times during a vacation I'm like, man, this is depressing. Get me back to a nine to five. All right. Uh, Congratulations to those guys, two buddies, welders. 
ended up in the end about 850,000 bucks ahead, which is pretty cool. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Kane Brown. There he is back. What up, dude? What's up, man? Good to see you again. Uh, I was thinking about you when you were coming in this morning. What's the baby schedule like for you? Are you a little more prone to mornings now? A little bit. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Kate uh, has this thing where she'll just bring Kingsley in because she always like wants to get ready because even though we don't go out anymore so she'll just sit Kingsley on me and Kingsley always wakes me up with like the biggest smile so it's like you can't help but not get up so what's awesome. the biggest difference in your life Let, take COVID out of it but but baby situation wise now versus you know a year ago uh I get a lot more time with her because um, I would be doing you know we'd be on the road uh doing interviews on sound check um I mean even hanging with my guys playing cornhole and now it's like they're not around you know the interviews aren't really around every other day other than every other day so uh, we just get a lot of time with her that's about it is it crazy i mean it's awesome Do you love it's my question because i don't have kids yet but i will yeah. like i've probably in the next soon time right mm-hmm. i would imagine <laughs> the baby thing though was like a two-year-old sounds awesome an eight-year-old 16 the baby thing to me i'm just like do i even have it in me if you can get them on a sleep schedule, then it's amazing. But uh, what's the first six months like? Well, our first six months, we she woke up every hour. Um, we, you know, we had night nurses that would watch her so we could sleep. But then the COVID kicked in, and she still wasn't on a sleep schedule. So we found somebody who could get her on a schedule that was just talking to us over the phone. So the first two nights were crazy because. We, we had to leave her in there. You go in there every five to seven minutes to calm them down, but you don't wake them up because then they're officially awake. Um, so that was pretty brutal. Uh, but after that third night, when she started sleeping through, it was it was a piece of cake. Man. The baby thing just scares me. It'll change your life, man. Like, <laughs> I know everyone says that, but I, mean, I it's just like I don't know if I... I, think, I think you're going to love it, but even I have a hard time picturing you... With the baby. Well, let me ask you about the poop. This is a real question. Okay. Because my dog, when he poops and he gets sick, I'm fine with it. You have got, a bulldog, got, right? Yeah. But it do- like I love that dog so much. When he gets sick, I don't mind cleaning it up. It doesn't matter what hole it comes out of. Like mm-hmm. it, it, I, I don't prefer it, yeah. but I have no problem. Like with a baby, though, did, was that how it was with your own kid? Uh, well, going back to the bulldog, I don't know if yours does this, but I, I used to have to wipe my bulldog's butt. All the time? All the time. Yeah. So... You know, bulldogs can be pretty nasty. So when it came to my baby, it was, you know, it's fine. So maybe my dog is just the perfect warm-up. Yeah, it is, honestly. It really is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to have to hit you up. When it happens, I'm going to text you and be like, all right, Kane, give me some advice here. Yeah, come on. Let me, um, hey, good to see all you guys again. I always love when you guys come in here. Uh, we're going to do something pretty cool in a second. Uh, we're going to get Nelly on in a few minutes, which for me is exciting because, you know, I grew up, Nelly was the biggest thing in hip-hop, you know, for me in the 2000s, like, and I was on, you know, pop and hip hop at radio at the time. And, and Nelly had, had what was the biggest thing. And he was from St. Louis. He was a Midwest guy. And then he's doing Cool Again, the remix with you, which I saw the video. How long ago did you guys shoot that video? Uh, three weeks ago. That recent? Yeah. Oh, cool. How cool is it for you to get to go hang out with Nelly? Man, it was awesome. I met Nelly right before I got into the music scene um, in Atlanta when he was on tour. With, was it TLC? Uh, yeah, they were doing that the throwback kind yeah. of tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I met him then, and it was cool that he actually remembered me meeting him then. And uh, But it was awesome. It was like we, we had known each other 
um, for years. He's just he's got so much energy. He's such a nice and humble guy, and he talks to everybody. I remember when we were leaving the music video, he was like, "Anybody else want any pictures?" And nobody said <laughs> anything. And he was like, "It's the last time on my ass. I'm leaving. Y'all want any pictures?" And like ten people rushed him. I was like, "All right, they're Nelly, like, okay, come okay, here. all right, all right." Uh, well, we'll talk to Nelly coming up in a little bit. Don't forget on Friday, mixtape volume one comes out which I know you don't have um, headphones on, but I'm going to play some of this. This Be Like That is maybe my favorite song that I hear on any station. Thanks, man. Like, I love this song. I, and I told you I heard it on uh, Z100, uh, our pop station in New York. Yeah. And I heard it and I was like, it sounds like Kane. <laughs> on, on, and I was like, okay, love this song. Like, this, this may be so my much. favorite song you put out. Um, but we're going to do Cool Again now. You guys, do you guys play often together? Are you able to practice? Like, is Not this? as often as we want to. Yeah? Yeah. We've, we've done a pretty good job of still getting together yeah. and playing when we can and, and doing, you know, various yeah, get-together like media. Yeah, you sound, listen, yeah. you, you guys were rehearsing doing sound checking. I was like, man, you guys sound tight. Like, you sound yeah, good. Like, you. yeah. All right, here we go. Kane Brown is here. This is uh, track one uh, off the whole EP that comes out Friday. You can already hear it now, though. Uh, this is cool again. Here you go, guys. Hey, guys, so because of licensing rules, we can't play anything with music on this iHeartRadio channel or podcast anymore. But you can go to bobbybones.com to see it. We hate that we had to take it down. It wasn't our decision, but I just wanted to keep you up, and we wanted to keep up as much as possible. So uh, go to bobbybones.com to watch or hear whatever you're missing right now, and thank you for listening to the show, and sorry about all the legal stuff. Mr. Bobby Bones. Nice. Kane Brown. It's awesome. Nice job, guys. Nice job, guys. Thanks, man. Man, thank you. I love a fiddle in the studio, too. <laughs> love a fiddle. I saw you at um, Jason Aldean's house getting a tattoo. Yeah. Um, whenever someone comes to a house, because I have a few tattoos, but I have to go to the guy. Does Aldean hook it up, or do you have to chip in? No. So Bubba is one of our guys. Like he's my tattoo artist. Oh, so as you, well. so he's already your guy too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he just does it for the exposure. But he won like Ink Masters, and he's just he's a beast. What's the most detailed tattoo that you have where you're like, I can't believe someone could actually put that on me and it looks real? Um, probably the one I just got. What was that? Do you say? Um, that was a gorilla. Yeah? Yeah. Where is it? On my arm. Is it healed yet? Yeah, it's pretty good. Are you so good? Because I think I have one, two, three. I have five or six, you know, on, on this side in my private area. But um, <laughs> I'd have, I have none. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just my arm. Just my arm. But... Are you are you so cool now with them that like you get them and you don't have to like watch them over them the whole time? Like you feel like you know it pretty well. This one is my least one that I I was worried about. Um, I literally just let it heal on its own. All my other ones, I kind of like peeled the ink off a little bit, like when it was peeling. Yeah. And this, I just let it you know do its thing. Kane Brown is here. Uh, we talked to him a couple of days ago. You were playing um, Call of Duty with Luke Combs. Do you play video games with any other country artists? Uh, yeah, actually, just recently I played with. Um, it was me, Devin Dawson, Luke, and uh, Shay Mooney. And you guys were playing? Uh, Warzone. Yeah, Call of and Duty. And my, my bad, by the way, uh, one of your fans messaged me and was like, dang, bro, it shows what kind of person you are. Can't even stop playing Call of Duty to talk to Bobby for five no, minutes. No, I, I thought it was awesome. And No, but I was sitting there and I was like, dang, that's, that's right. Uh, that's true. <laughs> but I was like, but... I mean, like, I don't even stop for my wife. Hey, so. listen, I play. I play 2K all the time. So, like, No, I, but that's what I was saying. I was like, if they knew Bobby was a gamer. Yeah, I have no, I had no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah, but you I know how many interviews I do with people, like, where they're interviewing me, and I, I'm playing 2K the whole time. I'm like, oh, they're like, what's up? I'm like, no, 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 yeah, no, we're good, yeah. we're good. No, I was, I was watching the video, and I didn't realize, because I saw where you were like, I can hear him, because I'm on keyboard, so I didn't realize you could hear it through the phone. You play on the keyboard? <laughs> yeah. You're that into it. Yeah, dude, I've, I've, 
just recently, like this since COVID hit, man, it was like I've I used to be a gamer, and then now I just I'm really into it. It's just it's an addiction. It's crazy. Keyboard is next level, aim. So with a controller, you can do everything, but you kind of got to go places to push a button. On a keyboard, you have every key for every sing, like thing you need to execute right there. Yeah, you just hit the. It's much faster, and you're playing on monitors. Yeah, that seems intense. <sighs> I'm I'm jealous. She's like that's intense, and I'm like, dang. It's fun, but yeah. you should try it because you could hook your ex- uh, controller up to it too. But we'll talk about that later. All right, all right. Kane Brown's here. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come back in a second. You too. You should tell him about your special chair. Well, no, I have a. It's not a special chair. <laughs> He's not. Kane's not gonna judge me. I bought I'm a game. Ju- I, you, There's no judgment. This whole room judge me for buying a gamer <laughs> no, it chair. Has hey, a, it's game, so the he better can, gamer chair, the better player. Yeah, it has like a lumbar. It leans, my neck. It's got yeah. all the pillows. Yeah. That way he can sit there for hours and it doesn't hurt. Mine's got a back massager. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I have an ally now. I've all they do, they just give it to me every day about how I'm such a loser for buying yeah, I, a gamer My wife chair. gives it to me every day when it comes to that man. <sighs> Does it cause? Uh, would you? I mean, you don't have to be. You can be honest with us. This is a safe place. But is it cause? Does gaming cause? Any fights in your oh, relationship? Oh yeah, she's 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 uh, threatened to run it over my truck and set it on fire and all oh, okay. kinds of things. Yeah. Oh. My girlfriend gave me a, a, a punch okay. card as a gift that said, "Here, you, you get three punches. You can use this any time that you don't want me to complain about you gaming. You can play for as long as you want. Because sometimes I'll play. I lose track of time. Oh, you do. You get lost in it. One game. I mean, lasts thirty to forty-five minutes. So it's. And know. who wants to play just one game? Yeah. Then you're just now warm. Yeah. yeah. So like, what's her thing that she gets to get lost in and ignore you with? Like um, what? Because that's what I'm trying to figure out between golf and y'all have all these hobbies that just justify hours and got to go do this and I can get lost in it. And I'm like, what's my thing? Like, what, what do we get to you to find it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm curious what Caitlin's is. Well, she loves to sing obviously. So I, for me to kind of get her, um, to let me play is we have a huge karaoke system upstairs. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard because then she's singing, it's blaring and I have my headphones on. So I'm trying to, (laughs) but she, I just get her up there and she sings while I play. Yeah. Okay. You're like, here, honey, here, yeah, record. babe, do you want to sing. sing karaoke? Uh, <laughs> Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Kane Brown. All right, Kane's here. He just performed. But now we have Nelly on the phone. Uh, Nelly, you there? Yeah, what's happening? How you doing? Hey, what do your friends call you? <laughs> Mo. Mo. Okay, all right. Because I, I feel weird going, hey, Nelly's on. <laughs> it feels like a... Hey. So your I've friend, been called worse. Uh, good to talk to you. I've been a big fan for a long time, so I really appreciate, I appreciate you coming it. on the show. Uh, my first Thank question you. is, with you and Kane working together, um, you know, through your history of working with country music artists, Tim McGraw, FGL, Kane Brown, like, how do you reach out to all of these country artists, or they reach out to you, or, you know, what is what is the reason you keep coming back to country music? Well, first of all, you know, I appreciate all genres of music, and um, <laughs> country music is definitely one that I've been appreciating for a long, for a very long time. It's my uncle and my father got me listening um, as a child before. But um, I think um, the first time I, I worked with Tim McGraw, that was basically my choice. FGL was something that I got I got called into, and um, and the homie Kane reached out to me. So Kane, so, uh, I appreciate that definitely. <laughs> it's all good. Kane was talking about you earlier, telling us what kind of guy you are behind the scenes. And I'll save and not tell you what he said until after you talk about him. What's Kane like to work with? <laughs> what's, what's, what's Kane like to work with on, like, when you guys were shooting that video a few weeks ago? Nah, he's a chill dude. You know what I mean? Like, um, 
Now you know he's very he's very chill. He's cool. You know he he, he had his old lady with him and, and stuff like that. So he was on his best behavior. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Are you often on a bad behavior, Kane? If, if nah. Caleb's not with you, nah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I haven't kicked it with him yet. You know what I'm saying? I decided to know, but no, no, no. You know he's a he's a cool guy, man. You know we we had fun. I um had to get him loosen up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, but uh. Uh, it was it was enjoyable, man. It was a dope experience. Right now, Nelly is on the phone with us, or as I call him, my friend Mo. He's on the phone with us. Um, there you go. Back in uh, 2005, The Longest Yard came out. I'm going to ask you a question just about your career a little bit. And you did that movie with Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. Who is funnier on set when you're not on camera, Chris Rock or Adam Sandler? Me. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? I'm hilarious. Well, okay, you're one. Who's two and who's three? <laughs> you know what? Uh, probably. I mean, they're, they're both funny. They're both funny. I, I, I think Chris probably cracked the most jokes, but um, but uh, Bert. But the best stories came from Burt Reynolds. I mean, they, 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 some of them was funny, and then some of them was just iconic, and then a bunch of them that I can't tell you guys because we kind of been sworn to secrecy. Um, but Bert, when Bert talked, everybody shut up, and it was quiet till he was done. It was, it was magical. Let me ask you another question that I've been kind of saving for years and years. You were on MTV Cribs back in the day. Um, yeah. Was that actually your house? Did. Or did you? Oh yeah. Did, okay, but did you bring more stuff in on Cribs to make it look cooler, or was that legit? <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, um, no. It, it's my. It was my house, man. Um, I had to get rid of that house after Cribs, though, too, because I didn't have a gate. You know, I wasn't expecting to, to sell any more records after that. I was happy as hell at that point. Um, <laughs> at that point in my career, um, I didn't know things were going to continuously progress for me, which was a blessing, of course. And um, things got a little bit more crazy after Cribs. And uh, people were walking up on the on my boat deck and just walking up to my door, knocking <laughs> on the door. So things kind of got out of hand. I was watching your verses. I guess it's been a few weeks now uh, on, on Instagram Live. That studio, is that in your house where you were? No, no, no. Like that's that's the studio that I own, um, like connected to my office building and and things like that. Um, that's in the city of St. Louis. Do people go to that studio looking for you, especially non-COVID times? Do they know that's Nelly's place? If we hang out, we might see Nelly walking around. Uh, if, if you've ever done business with Nelly, you've been here before because my offices are here um, and connected. Uh, my non-for-profit is connected to it as well. So if you're somebody who's done business with Nelly on one of those situations, you've been here before. But now we, 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 we keep it pretty cool. Uh, we're, we're heavily patrolled by police over in this area, so we're pretty straight. Right, I got two more questions for you. Uh, by the way, Nelly is on. Kane Brown's in studio. Uh, this one may, may seem dumb, but what does EI actually mean? EI, EI was just something that we used to yell, um, playing ball, playing sports in the park and things like that. Like, you know, you make a shot or when we was playing baseball, you know, you get a nice hit or something like that or anything that happened. It was, it was just something that was internally, you know what I mean, with me and my partners. So it doesn't mean anything. E- I mean, it means hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about this song. So when you hear a song like... If Kane reaches out and says, hey, we have this song Cool Again, which the, the remix is out now, like you listen to it, do you say yes before you hear the song because it's Kane, or do you listen to the song and then make your decision? How did it come with this song specifically? You know, I had the honor of meeting Kane um, <clears throat> actually before he even reached out on the song, and um, 
you know, I, I already knew he was a dope he was a dope cat. Um, one of my boys had turned me on to his talents before, so I knew that, you know, he was very, very skilled at <laughs> what he was doing at this time. So I mean when he kinda reached out to ask me to do it, <clears throat> um, first of all I was like, Okay, um but but I'm very, very particular. If 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 I do, I've had uh, a gang of country artists reach out to Nelly, and I haven't I haven't done a lot. I haven't done a lot, and that's by choice and that's by design. So, but I already had um, a, a great impression of Kane when I first met him, and when he and when he played it and when he sent it to me, I was like, oh oh yeah, this dying gem. So, but but here's the cross. But you know, everybody has a different Nelly that they like. You know, some people like the hot and hit Nelly. Some people like the dilemma Nelly. Some people like the riding with me Nelly. Some people like the grills Nelly. You know, so you never know <laughs> which Nelly that people are thinking of. So you know, I was kind of asking them like, yo, how you how you want the vibe to go, or how you hear how you hear me doing it? And you know, we played around with a couple of different flows before. Uh, you know, I, we decided that uh, this was the one. Kane, the first time you got the track back, because I'm, I'm assuming you sent it to him and said, hey, lay, lay it down on this. First yep. time you got it back and you heard him on it, was that pretty cool? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Uh, but we did. He did like, there, there's like five different versions of his one verse uh, on it, which I think it's awesome. He just did a different delivery every time. So that next verse, every month you put out another version of the same song with a different Nelly verse. <laughs> yeah, you get all the different Nelly. Keep the streaming money coming in. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Nelly, uh, Really great talking to you. I've been a big fan for a long time. Uh, love the version you, with, with you and Kane, and uh, hopefully yeah. I'll, I'll see you around after everything gets cleared up. All right, man? Dope, man. Dope, man. Y'all take it easy. Kane, be safe, man. The performance was dope, champ. Thanks, buddy. You too, man. All right, there he is, Nelly. Yep. All right. Bless y'all, bro. All right, see ya. Thank you. What'd you call him, Nelly or Mo? Nelly, but it was crazy when he said, when you asked about his friends, I was like, he's going to say Mo. I don't know where I remember that from, though. It's weird to call him Nelly, though. To I don't me, know. I call him Nelly. <laughs> I struggle because I got to know Kid Rock a little bit, and he was like, "Hey, I was like, hey, this is Kid Rock." I'm like, hey, he goes, "Don't call me Kid Rock, call me Bob." I never, I could never do it. I could, I just, and I'll be. <laughs> so then I would start to go, "Hey, guy," I just couldn't call Kid Rock Bob. I tried, I, I, I tried rock. I tried. Then finally, I was just like, "Hey, man," I yeah. just, I, I couldn't do Bob. I could, I'd struggle with Mo. Amy, anything you'd like to say as we wrap this up? No, were they going to sing more? No, I don't think they were going to sing oh. more. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I every like um, on the percussion. What's your name? Elliot. 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 Yeah. I like watching him. Yeah. You have a very He's like crazy on it. I just am feeling his vibe when he plays. So I was like, well, if they wanted to play something else, well, I that's would. That's how you know Amy it. loves an experience. Like Amy's like, man, she never asked for anything. Uh, fun fact, real quick. You know who? You know Dan Huff. Yes. That's his son. Oh, is that right? Dude, I, I love, love you. Yeah. I love your dad. Yeah, Dan Huff is like, you know, arguably one of the greatest producers of country music, one of the greatest guitar players in town who was, you know, back in the 80s was also, but like I'm the biggest fan of, of, of your dad. And uh, yeah. He leaves he leaves voice memos. I'm like, he'll call and he just leaves voice memos. <laughs> yeah. Everybody nods their head like yes. Like he'll call and leave the nicest message where he'll just talk for a long time yeah. and then send it over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't get text messages. Yeah. I get voice messages. Uh -huh. All right. That's it. Hey, listen. You guys, love you. Thanks for coming in. Um, just You're welcome back anytime. You're welcome no. back anytime. That <laughs> Thank is true. you. There he is. This platform. Kane Brown, everybody. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. 
There is a dog rescue group in Tennessee called Big Fluffy Dog Rescue, and there is a young volunteer female out walking Jepson the dog when a white van pulls up and two guys jump out, and they go try to kidnap her. What the? But the shelter dog starts going berserk on the men. Men jump back in the van and drive away. Wow. So the shelter dog saved the volunteer. Wow, nice. that's crazy. Man, that's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. The National Park Service released a PSA asking people not to, if they run into a bear, push their friends down. <laughs> that's a thing. If the bears, well, they always say the bear gets the person that's the slowest. Yeah. So if a bear's coming at you and you shove your friend down. Who would do that? That's not your friend then. Okay. We'll, we'll agree. Yeah, if you push me down, you're not my friend. If this entire show was being chased by a bear, who would get eaten? You? Why me? Oh. No, I'm just, we have a pretty fast show here. I'm fast. Eddie-ish. Ooh. Eddie. I, don't, I think Amy can beat Eddie. I don't. <laughs> in a foot race? <laughs> Absolutely. Eddie, do you think Amy can beat you in a foot race? This again, here we go. Like on Friday, it's going to be Eddie versus Amy in no, a foot I, race. No, no, no. He Eddie has, has corona. corona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so then she'll definitely beat me just to get away from me. <laughs> do you think, all things considered, that you're faster than Amy? I think that she can probably beat me at a sprint. <gasps> wow. I would have bet on Eddie. Yeah. Oh. So Thanks Eddie gets eaten by the bear. Yeah, Eddie gets eaten. I think that uh, the only advantage is his legs are... Heavier. I would still bet on Eddie. Really? Uh, yeah. Amy's oddly you have athletic, no though. no faith in no, no, no. my athleticism. I'm about to tell you a story about you. Oh, wow. Okay. We were playing pickleball at my house, which is pickleball is like a small version of tennis with a wiffle ball. And we're playing pickleball, and you're really good. Oh, thank you. Your, your backhand's better than your forehand. Mm-hmm. And Amy was good. And I was like, wow. It, the weird thing is, Amy, for the last two days, has been like, I can't move. I can't. My back and my neck hurt. <laughs> Yesterday, I had to take Advil every four hours. <laughs> oh, wow. Time marches on, huh? Yes. Oh, I'm sore. Mm. Uh, what'd you bring today for the show? Do you have a, uh, any segment you wanted to suggest? Yeah. Well, if anybody else is a big plant killer like me, I love trying to bring in live plants into my life, like around the house. They're just good. They make me happy. The green is pretty, but they die all the time. The only ones that look good are my fake ones. (laughs) So, but my friend told me that plants communicate with each other. Is this something that she hears? (laughs) Listen, no, 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 no. Go ahead. And that they grow faster and they stay alive because they send vibrations to each other. So, I only have like one live plant in each room and then a fake plant because one's got to look good. But now what I need to do is give my live plants some friends in the same room so they can exchange vibrations. And then they, they, it's like the one plant tells the other plant, you're safe here. It's okay to grow. It does sound weird what you're saying. However, I'm reading now. Plants use their roots to, quote, listen on other neighbors, according to research that adds evidence that plants have their own unique forms of communication. It's not absolutely nutty because, listen, plants are babies. They grow. They need they need nourishment. Water. They age out. They die. I mean, there's a lot of similarities with us. Now, they don't have a brain or a spinal cord, but I had not heard that. But there are, I mean, I'm looking at 100 stories right now about how plants, they communicate. They, t- quote, talk to each other in different ways. Well, so now do your plant, do it with a fake plant for a while, 
No, I have it. It's the the I have fake plants and real plants in the same room, but only one real plant because I can only have one dead looking thing at a time. So I have. But now what I need to do is mix that up and give the live plants some more live friends. See what happens. Maybe it'll help them live longer. I, you know, I never heard about that. It sounds nutty. It does sound nutty. Uh, Eddie, what'd you bring today? So I had a friend tweet the other day, an interesting tweet about funeral processions. She was just like, if you don't stop and respect a funeral procession, you have no soul. And I was like, who does not stop for those things? And I started to think like, I feel like this is something Bobby would be like, guys, they're dead. They don't care if you keep going. Why do we stop for these well, things? Well, no, do no. You I stop for yes. I, it's not about the dead person. Respecting it's about the family. The that are living. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like, I don't care what you guys do with my body because I'm dead. You can bury me somewhere. You can uh, spread mashes out to sea. You know, whatever. Well, we actually need to know what you really would well, want. Well, what? But my point is, I'm dead, right? The body is just right. a for, human form. I thought you said you wanted us. You wanted like by, to be by a microphone stuffed. What? No, no. Eddie has all these weird <laughs> fascinations with me. Are you dreaming about me and then having stories? <laughs> Who knows? I have Corona, dude. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, like prop me up beside a microphone. <laughs> here's the. I think what he's talking about is I made a joke once that if I died, you could stuff my body and put me in the studio and then charge people a tour to come through and they could look at That's my. That's it. It was. Oh, it, yeah. I don't it wasn't that. real. Okay. By the way, it's not real, so don't do that. I won't. Um. But with the procession, the the difficulty is in the daytime noticing when they're coming behind you, because it's daytime and their lights are on, but sometimes it just looks like, looks like traffic. Okay, question. I've been caught up in them before, and all of a sudden I'm in a procession. You know what I did? I turned my lights on and just kept going until I could get a clear place out. <laughs> That's not true. You're it is true. Up. No, no, because I didn't want to be the weird guy that looked like he just got trapped, so I just turned my lights on and drove until I could find a clear place to break out of the procession. And you're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, so sad. I lost my friend. No, I didn't. Next thing you know, next it, thing you know, you're getting, at the next county, yeah, you're going to the church. He's getting reception. I'm leading the sermon. You know what, guys? Vince. <laughs> He was a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Eating finger foods. I agree. Pull over both sides. Respect the family who is struggling. Um, but it's, sometimes it's hard to see them coming, especially in the daytime, which most of them are in the daytime. Lunchbox, what'd you bring? Blockbuster was like part of all our childhoods where you go rent movies on a Friday night. It was so exciting. Well, there's only one left, and it's in Bend, Oregon. And they've been struggling because of COVID. They don't have as many customers. So they have now made it an Airbnb. So when it closes, that's awesome. So when it closes for the night, there's a you can rent it out up to four people. They have a couch. They've set it up like a living room, that's and it folds fun. out bean bags, and it only costs you four dollars plus tax, and it comes with pizza. Four dollars a night? Wow. Yeah, for the whole night. Yeah. What? One penny more than the three ninety nine rental fee. There is a couch. You make oh, pallets cool. and you watch movies the whole night. That's a pretty good idea. I would charge more than four dollars. I would too, but how are they gonna seem? Yeah, I, how does that really help them for extra dollars? I think dollar? because we're talking about it, people know about the store more. Maybe they go back and they use the store because just having something out there that they're still open and still going, maybe that gets people up there. In so it. They, but how cool is it that once the last customer leaves, they hand the keys to the family and say, "You lock up." Okay, yeah, gotcha. Cool. So they still rent movies during the day. Yeah, 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 then, yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I was like, this is not a good business plan. <laughs> Remember the baseball field in Florida that was Airbnb in their entire stadium? And you slept in. That would be awesome. I looked at that. We couldn't get in, though. Hmm. That would have been fun. Should we Airbnb the studio? No. I like that idea. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't, I don't. Nobody comes in here because of COVID. We lock it up. Chris Pratt had a girl over the weekend. Uh, what do you know him most from? I know him Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Jurassic Park. 
Nah. Parks and Rec? Nope. Just Guardians of the Galaxy? Yep. Do you know who else is going to have a girl? Scuba Steve. Um, they just whoa. found out, our executive producer. Right, Scuba? Yes, we found out the sex of the baby, and it is going to be a girl. And I that's can say what you th- wanted. And I can say that, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, my wife was very excited about it. Yeah, so you have a boy. Yes. And you wanted a girl? Very much so, yeah. When did you find out? We found out, uh, I think it was Friday last week. And do you call your folks and tell them immediately? Oh, yeah, we immediately called them and told, yeah, I told my mom and she told her mom. Did she get emotional when you found out it was a girl? Oh, yeah. At first, she was like, are you sure? Like, are you 100% sure? Like, you need to tell me this is going to be a girl because if it's not, it's going to break my heart. And the girl's like, no, this is 100% a girl. You're having your first child that's a girl. And how do you feel about that? I feel uh, elated. I'm, ex- I'm excited but also nervous because as a father and knowing girls and what guys are like, I'm nervous about the future. Because <laughs> guys, guys are terrible. They are. They're, we're terrible. We're awful, and we know how we are. Yeah. And we don't mind raising us. But holy crap, when we think about having to raise somebody to counter us. Yeah. Because any trick that you do, we've already thought about it, and we have a trick for that trick. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> well, congratulations, Scuba. But still very excited about it. Thank you. It's pretty awesome. Amy, you have a friend. Don't you have a friend that's like arguing that the because the doctor told her she's having a girl yeah she's but, pregnant and had a sonogram and they say it's a girl but she she's, is arguing it uh, she before she even had the sonogram she feels that it's a boy so already started decorating for the boy buying boy clothes telling everybody it's a boy and she disagreed with the test so much that they did it again and they're like oh it's like it's a girl and she still won't believe it she's in straight up denial what if she's right she might be. Well, I guess, and everyone's just like, well, I guess we'll have to wait to see. I mean, because they've been wrong before. There's times that where it's just like, oh man, wow, we really thought that was a girl, but that's a boy. <laughs> I was thinking about Josh Turner. He was in yesterday performing. He has four boys. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I guess it's just so much testosterone. And then I thought, what if it really is? I don't know what like, causes it. Yeah. Like, what if he's just so masculine? It, listen to his voice. There's, there's something happening there. He has four boys in a row. And I know he was halfway kidding, but what if that really is the deal? I don't know. My friend really, really wants a boy. Part of me thinks that she's trying to, you know, the more you put it out there, (laughs) the more it may change what's going on inside her. I don't know. You got your husband to watch Sex in the City? Yeah. We've watched it every night for about a week. Is he into it now? Yeah, he is. At first, he was, uh, is there nothing else we can watch? And really... There isn't. And it's on Amazon Prime. With all the good shows out now, all the new stuff. What is out that we, we're watching Yellowstone, but we have to wait for, we're caught up. So we're, we have to wait a full week. So what we do is in the nights that we, there's no Yellowstone. Which is six nights. Six. Well, the six of these nights we watch Sex in the City and then we watch Yellowstone. That's actually what we've done. I'm not hating in the fact that they're... Cause He's I watch, probably going to hate me for talking about this. I watch The Office every night, but I don't watch it in like prime time. If I have a spot to watch television, I don't choose The Office. I put it on before I go to sleep every night. Yeah. And it stays on and then Netflix goes, are you sure? And then it shuts down. Right. But if well, he likes it... We feel out of options. So we went Sex in the City and now he likes it. I mean, so much so I walked in, was doing something and he was in bed before me and he already had it on, watching it. Okay, now you're like, throwing him under the bus. It went from him being a good husband <laughs> to now you're throwing no, him under the bus. No, that's the point. Is yeah. he likes it now. And <laughs> I just think it's funny. Which, the Amazon Prime version, I guess, is the HBO version. Which, when I watched a lot of Sex in the City, I was watching the TBS version. 
Very different. A lot of the vulgarity was taken out of it. Very different to where I'm like, what is happening right now? This is TV. Morgan, did you ever watch Sex and the City? Oh, yeah. I love Sex and the City. I didn't know if you missed it by a generation. Mm -mm, No, and I still watch it when it's on TV. It's always on Bravo, like late at night and stuff. I still watch it. I haven't seen it in a long time. Sex and the City audience score 77%. Or is this the movie I'm looking at? Did you watch the movie? Sex and the City movie? Oh, I did in did the you? theaters. Yeah. You like yeah, it? there's two of them. Oh. I was watching this thing on the internet yesterday where it's a person who goes to Kentucky Fried Chicken in America. It's a person who goes to KFC in the UK and they order the same stuff. And it's, but they, they come out and everything in America is so much bigger. Like they're like a small cup. America, 500 calories. UK, 390. Large, America, 900 calories. UK, 630. Where it's just wild that we just demand so much more bad. Like, just fill us up. Make us fatter. I pulled some clips of this. Um, They compared the different sizes of fries from Kentucky Fried Chicken UK and Kentucky Fried Chicken US. America is five times larger. Same order. Same here. Listen to this. This is a regular fries. And this is a large fries. Here's the US regular. Right? You want to go the next size up. This... Is the U.S. large. Gush. Look at how big that is. It's five times bigger. Like, we in America, just give us the bad, all the bad we want. Make us fatter. We wouldn't even know the difference. If they just made it the same, we wouldn't know the difference. We just think that was large. Here's the difference they found between calories and ingredients when comparing the two. In the U.K., a drum is 170 calories. And in the U.S., one of these guys for the original recipe is 130 calories. But if you get extra crispy, like this guy right here, it's actually 170. USA is actually still winning on calories. That's largely thanks to the sides and the drinks. If you were to walk into a UK KFC and order a three-piece meal and they gave you a drum, a thigh, and a wing with a large fries and a large Pepsi, that would come to 1,155 calories. Our large fry is 930 calories, and our large drink is 380. And if you were to order a three-piece with a large fry and a large drink in the U.S., it would be roughly this many calories. Yeah, and that calories is almost 2,000. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Just the difference in what we just like gorging ourselves in the United States unhealthily. Oh, we're dying earlier. Thoughts? I mean, I guess, what, like, yeah, the restaurant places could get together and just make a deal to... Do smaller. Never that never happens. It's a culture it really thing. We do. It's a culture. We demand more, fatter, heavier. Make it. It's awful. Okay. I yeah. I don't know how to fix that. Maybe when you run for governor. Shut down fast food. Yeah, but that's <laughs> no. gonna happen. No, don't shut it down. I don't want to shut it down. Fast food's good. The other thing was I mentioned this on the show a couple days ago. Those teenagers who had never heard "In the Air Tonight" from Phil Collins. Um, this song. So they put headphones on and they said, hey, listen to this. And so they did. And this was their reaction in the clip. So anyway, that song went number one on uh, downloads and streams on a, in a day. Cool. It went up over uh, 1,000%. 
So many people were re-reminded of that song. They downloaded it and streamed it. It is a jam, though. What year was that originally? I have no idea. 80-something? Sure. Mike, what year was In the Air Tonight from Phil Collins? 1981. The year you were born. Yeah. I was one. I remember it, though. I remember listening to the radio at one. Turning totally, it, uh, yeah. Recording and press. You were playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was on the air at one. I was, sure. I was like, hey, everybody, it's Baby FM. Here is Phil Collins on the Baby 5 at 9. <laughs> Raymundo said nobody wears cowboy boots in Montana. And that actually ruffled some feathers from a lot of our listeners who live up there in Montana, Wyoming. Here's a voicemail from Robert in Kansas. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. Uh, I grew up in western South Dakota, and Ray is totally wrong about the battle of cowboy boots that are up in that area. There's Everybody wears them. Uh, there's so many ranchers and farmers that are out there in the town. Ray must have been in a big city in Wyoming, which there's not too many of, but uh, yeah, there's more cowboy boots up there than, than what he's saying. What do you know, city boy? I wasn't in a city. That's just what I saw with my eyes from 10 years of experience. You can either go with me or go with this dude. I'm going with this dude. <laughs> Everybody want to go with this dude? Yeah, with Ray's yeah, reputation, I'm going to go with this dude. Uh, here's one. I'm, I'm wearing these boots today, trying to break them in for this weekend in Montana. Uh, here is a voicemail someone left. Hey, Bobby. An old military trick is you wear those boots in the shower, and then you wear them for several hours and then let them dry. And those boots you broke in that same day. Just an old military trick. I don't want to ruin them. I talked about how much these costs. They were bought for me for this show. I don't want to wear them in the shower and ruin them. Would you wear them in the shower? I have no idea. I would do whatever it took to break them in because you don't want blisters and feel awful. Yeah, I know. Blisters suck. I, You know, I saw this on one of my buddy's Facebook pages, and I just agree with it so much. And the head thing was, you don't have to go to college to make a good living. And I agree with that. I went to college, so I'm not trying to be hypocritical here. But you don't, if you're like, man, school is not for me, you don't have to go to college. You can get in a trade school, and I pulled in some of the money that, that if you go to a trade school, things you can learn. An auto mechanic makes from 21 to 32 dollars an hour an hvac tech from 24 to 39 dollars an hour a crane operator makes up to 42 dollars an hour oh wow a plumber makes 45 dollars an hour yeah on the on the top level yeah so if everybody's beating you down about college and you're like man it's just not if you can't afford it i get that i couldn't afford college you know luckily for me i got some grants and i had really great scholarships because i crush the ACT but they, there are some really fantastic jobs anyway I saw that on Facebook and I pulled that that image up so there you go uh, let's do one more voicemail this is Jamie in Tampa Florida hey Bobby hey guys I have a question about some relationship advice that I need I've been dating a girl we've been dating now for over a year it was actually a year on Saturday. And because we couldn't be together uh, due to COVID, also due to financial reasons, we do and did a lot of FaceTime dating. You know, we just watched movies, things like that. But my mom and my family told me that, Jamie, you don't really have a relationship because all you do is talk on the phone. What do you guys think? I think your mom is wrong. I think your relationship is whatever you say it is. Like people live different kinds of relationships all the time. So if you talk on the phone, great. That's a relationship. It may not be what, Amy, you're looking at me funny. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm like, no, I agree. It's a relationship. I guess I'm confused why his family doesn't think that it is. They're, they're together. How would they say they're celebrating a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because all they do is talk on the phone. Well, no, FaceTime. Sure. The movies. But that's what her mom says. Dates. Yeah. <laughs> what would you like? What, what advice would you give Jamie? Man, I would just hope, maybe, maybe your parents need to hang out with her 
on FaceTime too. <laughs> Can you imagine how awkward that would be? Because <laughs> you crap. know, maybe they just don't feel like she's real. Yeah. That could be the truth. I mean, sometimes my son talks about his little girlfriends, and I have no idea if they're real. Are they? Well, Gladys, remember, still debatable. Yeah. <laughs> the family of Carol Baskin's dead husband is offering up a hundred thousand bucks if you know about how he disappeared. Oh. Isn't he in Costa Rica? Well, or that was one of the theories. It's a big billboard in Tampa. Cemented under a, a, what is it called? What was that? Where'd she bury him and cement him under a... I don't think she did. <laughs> mm. Carol Baskin, I know you listen to this show. Here we go again. <laughs> You've been asking her for months. And I'm not giving up. I know, Carol Baskin, your ears hear my voice a lot of times. I would like you to come on this show. I believe in you. I believe in you, Carol Baskin. I don't think you killed him. I think you're getting an unfair shake of things. Come on the show. You and Scuba Steve are DMing all the time. No, we email. They email. Yeah, email and DMing. Yeah. Both, wow. Let's go. Okay. Come on the show. All right. Uh, that's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Get your bones on. Bobby Bones.